You are tuned into the famous The Wingers Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne, obviously. Um, (laughs) With me is two good friends from way back in the day that seen me before, you know, being a social media personality was a thing. My boy BG and my boy LA say what up to the people. What's good? What's good? What's up? What's up? LA in the build. (laughs) So... We're talking about men in marriage, and I figured it'd just be fitting, you know, two guys that I knew from college, when we were everything but husband material, you know what I'm saying, out here in these streets, um, in them suites, <laughs> towers, <laughs> the towers, the highways, highways, you know what I'm saying, um, to like, you know, the fact that we're all married now is, is kind of crazy, you know, so... Kind of, uh, just wanted to like, you know, we always hear about women talk about marriage and, you know, whatever, I roll, but you never really hear like men have an honest conversation about it and, you know, what, what it really means to men, you know what I'm saying? So I guess I'll start with BG because he showed up on time. Um, <laughs> BG, what is, what does marriage mean to you? Like, first of all, I guess, tell us, like, you know, how long you've been with your, um, your wife or whatever, and just kind of tell us, like, what marriage means to you. Like, what made you want to marry her? Um, altogether, we've been to, you know, as a couple, 11 years, almost 12. Uh, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary in September. Um, honestly, growing up, I knew I wanted to be married, but I never knew how soon, uh, if I would ever meet the right person. And we honestly came together by a mutual friend uh, that we both, you know, had interactions with. She, you know, knew her pretty much, you know, her whole, I guess, you know, life almost. And I knew her for a few years. And uh, we kind of kicked it off, you know what I'm saying? We we had a lot in common. And um, the conversation was always great. So I was intrigued just by that fact from, you know, intellectual standpoint. So uh, it was dope like that. So I actually started, you know, dating while I was in college. So uh, that alone says a lot, you know, a lot of guys don't seriously date in college. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. You know, you're here today, you go in the morning type thing for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a lot of other guys that I know from college, you know, with us, uh, ended up, you know, being married or being in serious relationships as well. But um, that that can be a trying time for a lot of people. But for us, you know, we made it work, you know, being kind of semi-long distance. But, you know, we talked on the phone, you know, text all the time, stuff like that. You know, normal stuff that, that couples do or whatnot. Um, for her personality, um, the similarities and, and things that we shared together really brought us together and, I would say probably the first probably two or three years, it was just us learning each other and, and finding out, you know, what we like, what we dislike and making it work for us being that, you know, I was in school, she was working, doing her own thing, you know, in school and everything as well. So um, it was, it's a multitude of things. I could go on for days, honestly, and, you know, talk about what kind of made me gravitate towards her. So, I mean, it's various things. You know, I'm a very strong person that connects with other intellectual beings. You know, I 
always kicked it with y'all. We laugh, we joke, we talk, you know, we gonna, you know, talk trash, whatever. But, you know, we always had deep intellectual conversations too, if you know, if it came down to it and, and for those times. So um that's something, you know, just with her, man. We could be goofy one second and the next second we talking about, you know, politics and stocks, bonds, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's you know, just like that. It was like I won't say she was like one of the fellas, but in a way, it was kind of like how we were at the same token. So, uh, I can say, you know, I really met that match that would that complimented me, and uh, you know, we complimented each other to to be a team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, LA. Tell us your story. <laughs> My story is kind of funny, actually, because I was. It's funny I talk about that because. When we was in college, we would all hang out. I think all of us was from different places, you know, New York. You know, we had, you know, Mike from Alaska, you know, I'm from, you know, Buffalo. And we was all like, we would hang out and we would party and do stuff. But we actually sat down and was like, you know what? Yo, we need to study. Let's get some homework done. Like we, I remember us going to the library at the same time while people was going out and we were still having like big conversations about like life in general. So and we weren't high so you know we weren't doing none of that stuff it wasn't like we was drunk or high you know like if we had this crazy kind of like no we was we was legitimately having conversations about everything so uh it was interesting you know it's just i like bg was saying we always been intellectual beings so kind of what he was saying when i first met my wife it's funny i met her at a walgreens it was i was working i came back to buffalo I had just left Virginia. I was in Virginia Beach still after college. I think I stayed there for like three years. And uh, I met her at a Walgreens and I was looking for another job. I was looking for something to do, maybe in a tech field. She was working for an educational tech company. Now, I didn't know, but I saw in Walgreens, I was like, I remembered her face. And it may sound like a corny pickup line, but I wasn't trying to pick her up. I was like, hey, yo, I know you from somewhere. Where, your face looks familiar. And she was like, oh, I know who you are, Lee Anders. Like, knew exactly who I was. And it was because I ran against her high school, sorry, her high school for track. Uh, we were rival schools, so she knew of me from that. And uh, we started off as friends, man. We just kicked it. You know, I was looking for people to hang out with, just got back. A lot of my friends from high school was either dead or not around. Just, you know, yeah, I can say, man, there's a lot of people from high school that ain't here now. So it's like, man. So we hung out, you know, we kicked it a couple of times. I was actually still talking to another female. And uh, before, like, I had to like, I had to literally cut it off with her. Cause I was like, <clears throat> this girl right here might be something like, like you said, intellectually, like I felt like I could be myself. I didn't have to put on no, no masquerade. I didn't have to be this dude. I didn't have to dress. I mean, I still, you know, dress a certain way, but I didn't have to be, I didn't have to have this guard up. Right, that black man we have to have sometimes when we're trying to court women, and uh, she was just real. She was genuine, smart, intellectual. So she was working for edu educational tech company. I ain't even heard of that. So, um, you know, we became friends. We started dating. I had a, uh, I had got a job offer to come to Ohio to work with, with uh, the Cavaliers and the Browns. Work with Intel on this cutting edge project, and um, I was worried I was gonna lose her because I was like, man, if I leave to go to Ohio and she in Buffalo, like this is don't work. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this ain't gonna work. She was the one who was like, yo, go ahead. She was like, you need to like, you need to follow that and do that. Still stay together. I would drive back to here. She would drive over to here. And I was just like, at one point I remember talking to um, Kyla. Y'all know Kyla. 
I remember talking to Kyla and I was like, yo, I think I want to marry this girl. Like, so I proposed to her at the Walgreens that I met her at. And uh, we're on three years now, right? Yeah, right. I recorded and everything, man. I had her family high behind. You know, right with a right with a Red Bull and the uh, you know the uh, Yahoo's are, man. I had yo, it was it was nice, man. And uh, you know, we've been married three years, living here. And um, you know, the first like he's like he said, the first couple years of marriage, like you're getting into the now that the first couple years you're really getting to know a person. You got to keep open mind. You got to really communicate and talk because if you don't. It ain't gonna go well. And y'all gonna fight. Y'all gonna, you know what I'm saying? Y'all may not have no fights. We had no fights at all during our whole dating. As soon as we got married, we had like three the first like month, two months. And it's like, yo, this is crazy. But it's good that we have this, like you said, it's, it's good to talk about it because guys don't really talk about it, especially, you know, publicly, you know. So, right. So I met my wife. Uh, that's so weird to say. My bad. I'm still like in a new phase or whatever. I still got the room smelling all that. Yeah, bad. right. You got it. It feels weird to say it. Look, I saw a wedding photo. We got our wedding photos up, and I came across my wedding photo. I'm just like, yo, I really got married. Like, what? <laughs> like, I am I'm married. I am ma- like, got a ring, everything. I, I even be like, phone, wallet, keys, ring, put my ring on. I go out the door. I'm just like, what? So, yeah, go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I just came back to New York, um, and I went. To, I was going to this church. I met this girl, um, and you know, we kind of, we kind of started hanging out, whatever, whatever. And then she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go out um, and bring my uh, my cousin with me." I was like, "All right, whatever." She's going to this club at Hempstead, which, if you're from New York, you already know it's a bad idea. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's an adventure. It was on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It was like two dollar Tuesday, reggae night in the hood. And you got, you got to go on reggae night. You got to go on reggae night, man. <laughs> so um, we get there. Um, you pick up my boy Kevin, which y'all, y'all both met. And um, yeah, there's a girl coming to call. I'm like, who that? <laughs> I was like, man, it's about to go down. <laughs> so we go to the club. There's like no more than like it's just like this 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 chat right now. <laughs> it's like three minutes. <laughs> Damn. And you in Hempstead, man. Ain't nobody going out there just randomly. So yeah, yeah. who's that? You know what I'm saying? Like so, we was there and the music was fire, but the DJ was on point. So like we was just dancing. I was always you know y'all know me. I know how I party, whatever. So you know we was me and her was dancing the whole night. And she was like, oh, I'm into music. I do this, I do that. Everything was like, she seemed perfect. And then um, I remember her saying, uh, like, the night was like perfect. And then I think in the morning, she was like, oh, um, I got to get home because, you know, I got to uh, I gotta watch my son. And I was like, no. Mind you, I'm like 23. Fresh off the streets. Fresh off the streets, still smelling like garbage. And I was like, well, she's so dope. I gotta, I gotta at least be around her. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we would still hang all the time. Um, there's times I would bring him with me. My he was like six months or something like that. We're still, let's go here, let's go there. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then I think, um, 
I was playing games. Well, we both playing games. Because, like, you know, I wasn't one to, you know, be in a relationship like that because, truth be told, I had just got out of a relationship at that time. But uh, anyway, um, so I was like, eh, I'm going to see how much I can, you know, how far I can go with whatever. And she was like, nope. <laughs> she dubbed it. She wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, without any kind of commitment. So I had to respect it. So um, I think fast forward, I get, I get flew out to California and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm just running the streets on what I do. You know, keeping my options open, if you will. And then we fast forward to last summer. And I, like, occasionally, like, during this time, this is, like, 10 years later, during that time, like, she would, like, maybe hit me up on, like, Instagram every once in a while or, like, Twitter or whatever. And, but it would never go anywhere. Just, like, you know, typical stuff, like, hey, you're still alive, okay. Just checking on you, bye. You know, that kind of thing. You know the games women play. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I go to um, my boy's video shoot. I'm thinking it's going to be at a club. But it was a strip club. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Um, so I'm there, and I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting this. But I, and then it just so happened that I saw her sister. And I was like, yo, what's good? Whatever, whatever. And then I saw her, and I was like, oh, damn. Now, mind you, we all have, like, mutual friends and stuff like that. Maybe like a month before, um, her friend, she was very big on like, you know, manifesting things. Like you talk about things and then like all of a sudden like it just like coming to fruition like almost instantly. Mm-hmm. You, know, like, you know, she's been on my mind lately. Let's always think about you no know, what if, whatever, whatever, because honestly, we could do anything. We went to I took her to see Prince, I took her to see Maxwell, we went to bonfires, like whatever. We could just chill in the car like losers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could be yourself. Yeah, like back when you were a teenager and you can't afford hotel money, you just chilling in the car. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was me and her. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, the fact that she was just on my mind, and you know, I was having my hot boy summer and all that. I'm not gonna hold you. And then she just asserted herself to the front of the line, like, and we had only really been dating. We haven't been dating a year, but I just knew. Um, cause again, we just had that, that we had that, that framework initially from us just being friends and kicking and stuff like that. So, I mean, after, uh, I, I don't even be, like keep it count. I just remember, you know, when we, I made it official that we were exclusive and the, when we got married, that's only, the only thing that really matters, right? <laughs> yeah. You can say the marriage, when you, when you proposed and the day I gave married, that's the only one that mattered. Yeah. Facts. Day y'all first met, you ain't gonna remember the day. Just remember how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I trust y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Remember, no. remember the wedding day. That that's the one you wanna you wanna be uh you wanna be ready for. Don't be late on the wedding day. I just uh, one of my one of my friends. I just uh he had me be in his wedding kind of the last minute. He someone dropped out. Things happened, but I was in his wedding and uh, he was setting things up for his wedding at the. He wanted to, he, he bakes, so he was baking some, like, her favorite treats and cakes and things like that, and this is 15 minutes before he was supposed to be at the wedding, and he on the other side of town, 
So, <laughs> so he was late to his own wedding. I was going to kill him. I was about to go down there and get him, but, uh, but he ended up making it reasonable late, but uh, don't be late. Don't be late to your wedding. That, that's one thing I don't do. Like, I never thought I had to say that to somebody, but yeah, don't be late. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. Um, but I think we're really, um, I mean, I already knew I was going to marry her. Um, and then we was going to move to, um, to Atlanta because once COVID hit, I was like, I was still able to work from home. And mm-hmm. she was like a makeup artist at a uh, pretty luxury, you know, she was like a luxury brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Good money. And then I was like, yo, kill job. Let's go. Okay. And, you know, I think deep down, any girl that ever watched a Disney movie always wants a man to say that. So I said it. And then she was just like, wait, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. Like, we out. And, you know, fast forward, here we are. It's just so crazy, you know, that whole how it just escalated like that. And, you know, initially we were just trying to find an apartment and get in the house. And, you know, during the time, like, you know, unemployment is crazy and all that other stuff. Like, I'm just very, very fortunate, very blessed, and very grateful that I'm able to be in this position right now. Not balling, but I feel like it. Hey, more than, more than our uh, more than our money in our days in college is going to the thrifty nifty. So you're doing good. Oh, still got you're doing some, good. I still got some suits from there. They, they, they stood the test of time. I'm not going to hold you. I don't know if I can still fit them. I bet. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. I can't. I can't fit none of my stuff either, man. I ain't. I ain't the same skinny, skinny LA. I got the dad by now. Is what they call. It. I ain't no dad yet, but I got the. I got the dad by now. Man, don't even get started on that. <laughs> you know what I'm like, nah, y'all can't. We can't complain. Is that what you're saying? We exactly. can't complain <laughs> at all. You're fine. You can never complain, bro. I got the the freshman fifteen for the last like ten years. Ten years. Okay. Okay. So with um getting into these relationships, how do you think it's changed you? And like how you interact? Um with how's it how do I interact with my spouse or just in general with everyone else? Around you. I mean, you know, when it, I won't say I won't I won't say that it's changed me too much. I think and it maybe you know, BG can say this where it's like you know, as a as a man, you know, when we want to get a girl, we put on this, you know, we put on this show, right? We put the clothes on, you know, we get dolled up, you know, we get everything nice, and we go out there, we put this face on, and maybe it's not somebody that we really are, right? And at least with my wife, or the way I feel, and most guys that I've talked to when they get married, when they find that woman, they don't have to be someone else. So, like, you change to a degree, because when you get married, there's some things that you really got to talk about that you may not even thought about, you know, mm-hmm. finances, you know, down to simple things like, you know, what you're going to eat tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, usually if it's just you, you know, you know, I feel like getting this, I'm going to get this. Can't do that. You know, um, uh, you know, what you're going to spend money on, you know, or, you know, or am I going, you know, am I going to buy these kicks? And well, no, I can't do that because we got this bill to pay, you know, and in your case, you know, you know, y'all going from New York to Atlanta. That's where you got now, right? In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, just getting around is probably way different. You know, you gotta budget things differently. So I think the biggest thing is just I got to be myself a lot more. And when you get married as a man, you feel like you are or at least most men, hopefully, 
feel like they need to be the uh, the king of the castle where not to control things, but kind of be a leader. So if you're not used to being a leader, that's something that may have to change because now you're supposed to be that leader. I know BJ was in band and things like that. So when you get to a certain, when you get to a certain level, you're the head, you know what I'm saying? You're the leader. Everyone's looking to you for, for answers and questions. It's sort of like that for marriage. You know, there's another type of pressure um, that you have to deal with. Uh, I'll say being the oldest kind of helped me with that a little bit. Um, you know, having siblings and things like that, you know, just, you know, sports, things like that. But, you know, you do have to be that leader. They look for you to be the leader. They want you to be that leader. And the reason why you marry them most likely is because, like you said, they they empower you to be that leader. Mm-hmm. You know, they got your back while you make these decisions. But you do have to consult. I think that's one thing we got to get used to as black men, consulting our wives about certain things and then making that decision and being and them being OK with us making that decision as well. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, you pretty much summed it up well. Um, you know, going from single men that nine times out of ten we only think about ourselves, or you know, the next five or ten minutes, to having to consider someone else's feelings, their thoughts, uh, you know, everything. So we really have to, like you said, you know, take a step back, make sure we consider other things, consider our spouse. Um, like you said, we have to be able to nurture one another, uh, consider what they think. Like you said, even the smallest things of what are we eating? When we were, you know, in college, we didn't care. We was like, all right, we in the calf, bet. What time? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just go you know, it that's was it. nothing yeah. else to it. Or, or were we getting Chinese tonight? Bet. We go across the street, we getting Chinese. That's it. You know, when you get married, you either have to plan out your meals if y'all going to cook or, you know, throughout the day, it's like, hey, what are we eating tonight? You know, what what would you like? Or, hey, I got a taste for this. Do you want to get that? So it, it's it's always give and take in a relationship, especially once you're married, because, you know, you're there to have a lifelong partner. So you want to make sure that you're happy just as well as he or she is happy. Um, so it's always small things you got to consider as well as large things, you know, finances. Um, you know, like you said, you, you did a drastic move. You went from the north to the south basically so you know she may not know anything about the south georgia you know whatever the case is it's a lot of variables that can be interchanged in relationships and i know for me i've always been a nurturer and i know y'all you know can attest to it too i would always check on everybody y'all good y'all ate y'all need food anybody sick i'm that type of person just from you know growing up having older parents and having to take care of my grandparents. So um, I saw all of that when I was younger. So that kind of stuck with me more or less as I got older and into my marriage. So some of that stuff uh, really helps out and will make your marriage smoother to be able to, you know, go back and forth and play off of each other. I think, I think one thing I was going to say is it's not that you have to change uh, is that all the things that you're used to doing, they're going to be amplified. So you're used to being a leader for yourself or for a friend or for your group, whatever. Like you said, when you go out to work, you know, you know how to, you know how to do certain things, but now it's amplified because it's not just you, you know, it's, just, it's almost the same way when people have kids where every decision I make right now, it ain't for me. I got it. I'm making this decision for my family, for my wife. And you care about her to the point where like, I don't want to make a bad decision. 
you know, I don't want to make the decision that, you know, so all of a sudden she's like, I can't be with you anymore because, you know what I'm saying, we in a cardboard box now, you know. So, you know, I won't say that, I won't say anything has to change, it's just everything is amplified. Like, all your decisions now are amplified. And it's a little scary, but, you know, as long as you, like I said, as long as y'all communicate and, uh, you know, if you're, if you're Christian, if you're not, you know, if you're Christian, you know, pray, of course, I'm Christian. So, you know, praying, looking to God for answers and things like that as well. Um, if you're not communicate, talk to each other. Like I said, I tell people all the time, whether you're Christian or not, you need to communicate. I don't care what it is, you know, men, we have a hard time expressing our feelings sometimes or expressing what we really, we joke about women about it, but we don't know how to express our feelings either at times. So being open about everything, you know, our situations, stress, you know, you're stressing out over work, something like that, let them know. They're there that they should be there to help you as well. And you're there to help them. Word. So how I've changed, um, I've always been the person that always could just get up and go. You know, I, I always, that was always my thing. You know, I'm young, I ain't got no kids. Like, I could get a job in Thailand making a million dollars, and I would just go without even thinking about it. That was, I always had, loved that option. Can't do none of that no more. Nope. <laughs> like, and, you know, just being able to, you know, LA was talking about, like, you know, the facade that, you know, men put up when they first, you know, trying to get a girl and stuff like that. Um, what women do is they are testers. They're going to test you to see if you are who you say you are. So if you're um, presenting yourself as that nigga, you better be that nigga. So, you know, I had presented myself to my wife as a gentleman that was kind of a jerk sometimes, you know. I had jokes or whatever, whatever. Y'all know me. But, you know, it went from, and not the corny gentleman, like, you know, your seat, madame, you know, nothing like that. But, like, you know, like, something's funny, like, you know, she tried to open the door and I slap her hand, like, only whores open doors. You know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> Look, this is okay. Don't hold it against me. But, you know what I'm saying? So just that and being able to be myself was so real. Like, I, it was so welcome because I could be a lot. You know, I have a lot of women friends. And they're like, yo, like, I want to be happy for you, but you be crazy. You be saying mad stuff. Like, I don't know how women will be putting their hands on you. And it's like, you know? But someone actually understand that, get it, you know what I'm saying, and not take it personal, realize it's not coming from a malicious place because I'm too carefree to be malicious. Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, having someone with thick skin that gets it, that, you know, can check me when I'm out of bounds and, you know, can also take the criticism when they out of bounds. That, that's the biggest thing, you know? We were just, it's checks and balances. We're making sure that we're both staying on point because this is a team effort right here. And we're not keeping score. We're just trying to win. So um, that's basic. I mean, I've always, you know, I've listened to like a lot of relationship podcasts, stuff like that. And, you know, even in my, uh, even back in school, like, you know, they used to have like the relationship forms and stuff like that. And I would say my little stuff and girl, oh, that's cute. Whatever, whatever. But you know what I was really trying to do. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But to actually like live, you know, practice what I'm preaching or yeah, practice what I'm preaching is just like, um, it's different because she, you know, called me out on being who I said I was. And so now I got to go. You know, and whatever you give your woman, she's going to amplify. So if you give her 
a stand up guy, she's going to make you a kingdom. You know what I'm saying? If you give her the trash, you know, you're just going to be in a toxic situation. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, the fact that it just kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of, for a lot of people. Cause I'm not, the last girl I posted for real, for real was like in like 2006, seven, something like that. Like, I always used to keep relationships on the raps because I'm just seeing, like, all the people that would, like, have a bunch of pictures, all these couple pictures, and all of a sudden it just disappears. Like, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm mm-hmm. questions. I'm like, nah. And plus, it's goofy. I'm scaring my hoes away. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was <laughs> my mindset then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she around the corner. She look at what hoes. What hoes. <laughs> you talk about what I'm going to say. What? Like you say it. <laughs> nah, I'm good, trust me. But, um... You know, I just, you know, to do that, to like, from that to, to this is just, it's, it's crazy. And I think one of the biggest things that I already knew I was going to marry her, but what really like made it real for me, and I asked y'all when it was real for y'all, um, was when I broke my leg. Like, I broke my leg um, in July. Um, at that time, I was living in Queens, but I just went out to Long Island because that's where she was at. And basically, she became my nurse. She became my living nurse. She bogarted her way into my mom's crib. And, you know, considering, you know, it was a situation, not bogarted her, but the fact that, you know, she was my fiance, that was cool instead of those you know, two boyfriend and girlfriends playing house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she got really good. She got in real good with my mom. You know, she was always, you know, cool with my dad and stuff like that. So they were able to build that relationship. And just something as simple as, Helping me walk to the bathroom. Well, not walk, but hobble to the bathroom. Let's keep it a bed. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? My, my first sponge bath. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo. See, everyone talks about, yo, know, we went through hell and back, which means like, oh, yeah, I used to beat her. She used to beat me. I got, I had, you know, I had a couple kids on her, whatever. Like, no, this is what it's about right here. Through sickness and in health. When I can't take care of myself, you're taking care of me because you understand the bigger picture. You help me get back on my feet and vice versa because we understand the bigger picture. That's when, like, I didn't have any doubts, like, at all. So, uh, I guess, when did y'all know that, like, yo, this is real? Uh, Let's start with BG because uh, LA went first last time. Uh, Probably shouldn't say why, but um when i was pledging actually okay that, that's that's when i was like all right yeah this this gonna be the one right here for sure because she got a few phone calls that i wasn't supposed to be making mm. and uh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I can see that i can see that i uh i think uh the time that i knew is i think i talked about it a little bit is when i got the I got the job offer to come to Cleveland from Buffalo. And in my mind, cause we had only been dating, we had only been dating for maybe like seven, eight months. Like we were friends for like, maybe like five or six months. And then we were like, okay, well let's go on a couple of dates. You know, I cut off, you know, all my other friends, you know what I'm saying? I cut them off and I was like, you're right, friends. So I cut them off and uh, you know, we were serious dating. And I was just like, all right, cool. And then when I got this job offer, I was actually a little scared. Like I said, I was scared that, you know what, if I go to Ohio, knowing me being 
you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be out here looking at these girls and I'm, I got a girl back at home. Like, man, this ain't going to work. I'm going to mess up. Like, I don't even want to, I don't want to do that with her. Like if she want to break up with me, she's going to break up with me right here before I leave. And she was like, I will ask her, I was like, yo, do you really think I should go? And like, what about our relationship? I'm kind of nervous. She was like, she was like, you should go. Like, I'm going to visit you. I'm going to come over there. I'm, I'm going to come to Ohio. You can come to Buffalo. Like, what's the problem? Like, she made me very comfortable. It's like, why are you trying to, why are you putting things on hold or think about things that that's not going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Giving me, giving me that, that trust in myself and that faith in myself. Like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. So, um, you know, that, that was the moment right there. I was like, yo, this girl right here, I think, yo, I think it's something going to, we, we're going to marry. Oh, I might marry this girl. Like it was serious. Like I'm going to marry this girl. Um, you know, when I got the ring, I think that's when I was like, when I was looking up rings, maybe like, maybe like seven, eight months before I proposed to her, I was looking up rings. That's when it started getting real. Like, yo, yeah, I'm going to marry her and I'm getting this ring right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people, I'm not going to say old couples, but most of them have that a situation where it was like, you have, you're going to take a leap on faith and like, you know, maybe like a job in another state or maybe like another country, something like that. You got a crossroading relationship. And I've always been the kind of person that's just like, yo, like a relationship is two complete people that are together, not two halves to make a whole in my mind. Because if you have two halves, then you're nothing without that other person. So you need to be whole yourself before you get with somebody like that. So I would never, you know, be that kind of person that's just like, because actually when I ran into my wife, she was like, you know, after all them years, you know, she said she's trying to move to Atlanta, whatever. I was just like, oh, so, you know, I had this roster here. I could probably still run this for a little bit and see what happens. You know, see, try to do like, a little Hail Mary something, something. That didn't happen. No. <laughs> so the fact that, you know, COVID happens and I'm like, all right, well, after your job, we move to Atlanta now, you know, mm-hmm. on something like, I'm going to make your jeans come true kind of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that. That meant a lot, you know, to her, to everything. Like, it just all came full circle. So, um, yeah. And, again, it's a situation where, like, I can work from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm very thankful for that because on um, the job that I got, um, I think this is the only job I applied to twice because, you know, I'm not going – you're not going to dub me twice. Like, nah. Like, my, you know what I mean? like, it was crazy. But – you know, we had went to this uh, this dance class, and it just so happened to be in the same building, and um, in Manhattan as like where my job was at. And I was like, you know what? Fire again. Let me shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? It was about a year ago. Let me shoot my shot again, and I got it. So that's good. That's good. No, um, I, that's definitely good. To, good to do. I know. Uh, when we got married, you know, she came to Cleveland, dropped her job, came here. And I was making enough where basically I could support both of us from the career that I was having. So when she came here, I was like, look, when you come here the first six, seven months, don't worry about nothing. You know, get your head together. Look for, you know, start looking into a career, not a job. You know what I'm saying? Look into what you want to do. You know, we have been talking about that, some businesses that she wanted to do and start up. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, some business things she wanted to start up. So, uh, you know, we did and, uh, you know, she ended up getting a job, you know, she's a, you know, she's actually now she's back in educational tech where she has started in Buffalo, but she can work remotely now, making more, making a whole lot more than what she was doing before. So, um, and 
like I said, it's 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 um refreshing to be yourself. I think that's what a lot of guys, um, a lot of married guys will tell you. You know, when they find out like it's refreshing, where I can just I can leave without that stress. You know, uh, I was just listening to someone, and the girl was it was a woman, and she was saying a lot of women out here you want to build a man, but you don't want to you don't want to build up a man. You don't want to build with him. You want to build a man. Like you can't create your perfect man. That's just not stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A man's going to change for the one that he loves, the one that he wants to be with. You know, if you're out here trying to make men or build a man or, or you know, mold him, you know, whatever way you want, it's going to fail. So, yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's great. I just want to make sure you said, so the moment that you realized is when you couldn't walk and you was getting a sponge bath, butt naked in the tub. I can't to make sure. <laughs> oh, that was probably that would probably be my point too. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice back rub right here. Go ahead, get that spot hey, right there, right here. Get, get, get that get between that knee crack right there for me. <laughs> like I didn't even have because I had a um I had a what is it called? Um I had like an upstairs, it was like two and a half baths in, in my mama's house. And there was no tub. It was just a bathroom. So okay. that would be like in a sink, because I couldn't go upstairs. Like <laughs> so I had to take or so you just took a you just stood up and got a guy yes. got a whole sponge bath. Yes. It was like it was, I felt like a scene for the color purple. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got the you got the dreads anime, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> yeah, eat the cake. Yeah. Yeah. Was, oh man. But no, I just being at that lowest point and you know, I've never really been at that point, especially not in front of a woman, because I don't know. It just—it's a weakness. It's a sign of weakness. You—you you know, we're taught as men not to, not to show weakness like that everywhere mm -hmm. we go. That macho attitude, I guess they like to say. Yeah. You know, you know, when, even when we're hurt, oh, I'm good. You know, you hobbling, you in pain. I'm good. I'm good. Right. You know, uh, and you know that's why a lot of guys now, you know, they don't go for the, they don't go to the hospital for the checkups. You know, colon cancer and all those things like that. You know, we get to the age now we're like. Got to get stuff checked out. You know what I'm saying? Might yeah. be a while before I go for the, the colon cancer checkout, but that's just me. You know, but we still need to go for regular visits. And um, that's, that's that macho thing. You know, you didn't want to look weak in front of your wife. You know, uh, you know you're, you're her protector. You're her provider. You don't want to look like that. So that can be, you know, that's a good thing, I think, for all of us. The, the moment that we really realize that she's the one for us is that at our most vulnerable moments, they were there for us. It didn't judge us for our vulnerable moments, you know. RBG was online, you know. He had, you know, having a tough time. You know, he got his vulnerable moment, and he called somebody, and it's like she didn't judge him. She didn't call him no pussy. She ain't say he, you know, scrub or you know something like that. Like did not, did not play him. You know what I'm saying? When I was getting ready to leave, or when I, I was still living with my mom when I came back. You know, and it was like she ain't, she ain't play me. She ain't let me take her on. She let me take her on the date. Like didn't. It didn't try to make me feel like less of a man because of my situation at my lowest moment. So, um, you know, that, that I think that's kind of one of the things that a lot of guys that I listen to when they talk about when they know their wives, like, at my lowest, she was there. That whole Kobe joint, God rest his soul, you know, he wasn't with me shooting in the gym, you know. Right. She, she was there with you in the gym, you know what I'm saying? And that girl right there, I'm keeping her. I'm keeping her. Like, ain't, no, ain't going to tell me nothing. Ain't going to tell me no different. We get married, so. Word, word. Um, I got a tough question for you guys. Um, we're going to start with BG. 
who would you say you are as a husband? Mm. That is a tough one. Um, I really don't know how to answer. I mean, that's a tough that's a thing. I question. Mean, huh? That's a loaded question. Like, we, like right? We, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like. like it's, it's way loaded. I mean, it's it's a lot of different ways that that could be answered and handled. But I mean, I mean, just like you no know, any married man or man that's in a a committed relationship, you you're gonna look at yourself as a provider, um, hopefully a confidant for your spouse, um, a protector from you know most women. They don't like bugs or harm or anything like that so you know you're gonna be her knight in shining armor for say you know that's that's how i look at myself because um i'm always gonna protect my wife i'm gonna make sure she's safe and she's uh you know good to go regardless even if it you know comes down to me being harmed i'd rather put myself in that position um you know than it be her so i'll definitely say uh, a provider a protector uh, a confidant, um, a best friend. I mean, that's the biggest thing, honestly. We've been, you know, the best of friends since the beginning of our relationship. So I would say the biggest thing is a best friend, a provider, and a, a protector. I would agree with BG, you know, on a lot of those things where it's, uh, you know, the only thing I would probably add is, you know, a little cliche, but be, be her king. You know, she's my queen. Um, I'm gonna be all the things that I need to be for her. You know, there's no there's no specific role. You know, it's gonna change. It's gonna change per day. You know, yeah. she may not be able to talk to her girlfriends about something. She gotta talk to you about it. You know, she may not. You know, women go through the more and and BG tell you. You know, the more and more you're around your wife, and the more you understand what women go through emotionally on a day to day basis, what they think about. Uh, especially when they care about you, you know, what they think about, it will, it will drive you crazy. It will blow your mind. You'd be like, you were thinking about that? Like that, that didn't wow. cross my mind. I, I wasn't thinking about that. Like, you don't have to worry about that. Like, relax. It's so, it's okay. So a lot of the times for me, I feel like I am reassuring my wife, like, Hey, I love you. You don't, you don't have to be something that society is trying to make you out to be. No, she doesn't always try to do that, but like they still think about those things. You know, they see this stuff on TV, they see relationships. It's like, why well, am I doing the right thing for him? Am I being a good wife? A lot of women question themselves. Are they being a good wife at times? You know, especially to men that are intellectual. You know, I can cook. I know BG can cook. So it's probably times that he's cooking. She's been like, well, am I supposed to cook? Well, yeah, but it's okay, babe. I can cook. Like, there's no, right. nothing wrong with that. You know, you, I still love you. You're still my wife. Like, it's, it's cool. So, um, that's something that you may go through, you know, with your wife. And it's like, I think just, it, it's nothing set in stone. Like I said, just, as I said, a king, you know, a provider, confidant. I mean, you sort of got to be everything. Um, I was going to re reference what you're saying about the, the two completes being a half, you know, that that's a huge thing because if you go into your marriage or even a relationship thinking that this person is going to fill a void for you, you're gonna you're gonna end up leaving that person because that that void, whatever it is, that can't be filled by a person because they're gonna eventually fail you. You know, right. 
at some point, your wife gonna make you mad. You know what I'm saying? You gonna be like angry, angry, like, yo, why did you do that? Like, you gonna be mad. And if you only have her there to fill a void, when she fails, you gonna be like, what is this for? Why am I doing this? And, and you never wanna be at that point. So you do, like you say, you wanna be complete. So uh, I just kinda wanna revisit that because you had said that, that was real important. Um, but yeah, just being a king, just being everything that I, just being the best husband that I can be for her, that's what I would say my role is, just being the best husband I can be. Um, as far as my answer goes, um, protector, provider, um, confidant, um, definitely best friend, um, business partner, someone I can strategize with, you know, like, We'll look at something and just be like, you know what? This would be good if, like, we know this person making this amount of money doing this. So someone can make a lot of money doing whatever. Let's think of something. Let's put it together. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but also, I think the biggest thing for me as a husband is just being the best me that I can be so that she can reap the benefits of it. You know, um, I've had a lot of friends around me in relationships. But I was always a single friend. Ask anybody, they'll tell you. I was always a single friend doing single friend stuff around people in relationships because, you know, it's just funny that way. <laughs> and, you know, but whenever, like, people would go through and tell me about their relationship problems, I'm like, what are you doing for you? Because, and that's the best advice. Like, as a man, I guess people women because I'm a woman. Um, but as a man, like, you have to better yourself. Bettering yourself makes everything fall into place. It's just like a, by default, it's like just a, a chain reaction. So a situation where like, your wife's always on your back about whatever, about, I don't know. Cause you know, in my situation right now, um, you know, my, my wife doesn't have to work. Like I said, I ain't balling, but I kind of feel like it a little bit. But you know, a situation like most, most women hate their jobs. And you know, a lot of them. Most people hate their jobs. And most women that have to work may resent their man for not, you know, I guess providing, if you will, to mm -hmm. you know, a space where she had. Because there's people that like maybe like work part time because they they want to get out the house, or whatever. And you could tell the, who those people are at your job or whatever. But then there's certain people that like they just have to work. They're working two jobs. And it's just like, damn, don't you got a man? You know what I'm saying? And not to say, not to shame nobody or nothing like that, but if you're not providing, there's going to be a point where, like, she's going to resent you because she trusted you to provide for her. And, again, if she feels she has to do something, like, if she has to, like, my wife will work if she wants to. Like, and she keeps trying to find work, but then she's like, you know what? Maybe I just shouldn't. Maybe I should just focus on my business. I'm like, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But not everybody has that luxury, but you need to work towards that. And again, that's just you being a better version of yourself and your wife being happy is just a side effect because you're doing better for yourself. Not just with like financially, just like mentally, physically, all of that. Like if you better yourself, 
she's going to have to step up because, again, whatever you give her, she's going to multiply. So if you're the best version of yourself, she's going to multiply that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess to, you know, sum it all up in a very ignorant way, balls up with your bitch ass. <laughs> I guess you can say that. Yeah. I guess you can say that. I mean, to what you were saying, you know, it's a little different. You know, I, I mean, I don't have any kids. So when it comes to children, you know, women really do, most women, I won't say a lot because there are some women that don't, but most women want to be home with their child, especially in the early ages, you know. Um, and if they can't, you know, it can be a little frustrating. It can be upsetting, you know. They got, like you said, they have to go to work. It's not, not like they have that choice, you know, and giving you that, giving your wife that freedom can definitely go a long way. Um, I agree with, you know, being a better version of yourself. Um, but it's not just for you. See, and that's the, that's the kind of weird thing where it's like, you, you think it's, you know, for you, you're not being a better version of you. Cause if it's a better version for you, you still wouldn't even be married because the better version of you doesn't, it doesn't change whether or not you get married or not. If you were a better version of yourself before you got married, that's the, still the same better version of yourself after the, the difference now is you're being the best version of yourself for someone else. Right. So the best version of me that was single is not the same best version of me married. It's two different, it's two different versions, you know? Um, And a lot of guys kind of forget that, or a lot of guys kind of, kind of separate the two, you know, or they don't realize that like, yo, this best version I'm being is for, is for my wife. It's for my kids. It's for my family. And I'm going to do everything I can until, until there's no breath left so that, they can they can benefit from that you know and i can see that's what you're doing you know with your wife and going to atlanta you let her get into her business so that later on you know her child can see oh mommy got a business you know daddy work or mommy and daddy got a business i don't have to go out and get a job you know i can do a business too you know um that's something you know that's a topic for another discussion but you know it's, it's one of those things where that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, you make that sacrifice now and it pay off, you know, later on. Um, hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I get what you're saying with that because, you know, you're bettering yourself not just for you. You're bettering yourself for, like, your wife and everything like that. You know, it's, it's in your family, your household. You know, there's, there's more at stake. So there's a bigger incentive to just, you know, because, like, when it's just you, like, and prime example, like, me, like, outside of my marriage, and this is another reason how it changed, like, I was like, yeah, I'll get this good job, I'll do whatever, whatever, and I'll just be chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've left the house so many times and always came back to my mom's house. Like, California came back. Went to California twice, I came back. You know what I'm saying? Virginia came back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been trying to, like, you know, leave and do whatever. And it's always, like, something that was, like, short-sighted. And then, you know, this wife comes along and, you know, I'm more responsible. Like, and my, my dad, like, the first one notices, to notice this, he goes, you give me a birthday gift? Damn, that woman was <laughs> You never gave me a birthday gift. I'm like, yeah. Like, it's to the point where like every little bit of growth he he attributes to her and I'm like, yo, like I'm I'm kind of a good person, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not all her. Nah, nah it's her. It's gonna be it's the her. wife. It's, it's her. It's her. It's her. It's definitely her. 
can't wait to meet her. It's definitely her. Right. But, but you're but you but you're right though. Like even you know even me. You know I left to go to school in Virginia. Came back. You know I left to go to uh, uh I went to D.C. for a while. You know what I'm saying left came back and it's like every time you know you have that now that you're in Atlanta now with your wife you're not thinking about going back. It's mm-hmm. not even it's not even a question that you know what I may have to go back with my mom. It's like if I gotta go back to New York you gonna have your own place with your wife. Mm-hmm. And your child, like, there's not gonna be no, no. You, I, I was. You can say that's another level of responsibility. You know, you were pretty responsible before. You know, you traveled, you took care of yourself. You know, you didn't have to do things, but like you said, there's more at stake now. It's like, you know what? Before was, I can say before was. You know what? If I fail, I can come back from it. I know how to dig myself out. Now there's no option. It's no, you cannot. You cannot fail because it's not just you now. You know, you you holding somebody else in the palm of your hand, not just you. Right. So it, it definitely, definitely the stakes are higher. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, once once you have your wife, like you said, you know, you're more responsible. I would say the same thing. I've always been very re- responsible and and taking care of business, but there's a whole nother level that you take on once you're married. You're gonna always make sure that things are done. You, like you said, you know, you don't want to forget your uh, your anniversary date. You're going to start making sure you got gifts. You're going to, you know, do the small things that she likes. So you're always going to have a continuous cycle of bettering yourself to make her happy, keep yourself happy, to have a strong marriage. It's, it's just going to be uh, a continuous cycle, honestly, until, you know, you pass to be a better man for yourself and for your wife. All right. Last, uh, I guess is a question. So my uncle said this a while ago. Um, he was, he's been married for over 30 years. And he said, very, very smart guy, like genius level IQ. Like, so smart is kind of scary. Okay. <laughs> Some people like to say a little bit of smart things and then, around you know semi-smart people oh yeah whatever like nah he was like yo don't be saying that shit if you don't know it like front to back (laughs) all right player you got it you're one of those kind of people so um he was like i've been married to my wife for 30 years and through that time you know we've grown and we've evolved so much and the key to it is you know making sure that when you're growing and evolving that's going in the same direction so how important do you think it is to notice that, notice that growth, notice that, oh, you're starting to get into this. Oh, I'm starting to get into that. You know, how important is that to like know that early on and like what can you do to make sure that you're both growing in the same direction and not apart? Communication. That's, that's always the basis of everything, communication. Um, I, I would say for me, honestly, it's been a few times where I wanted to give up my hobby of being a dj and my wife was like no you're not gonna do it you you invested a lot of time and money into it you're gonna stick with it she's you know helped me book gigs she's gotten gigs for me um she's always there she's pretty much been the person that's pushed me and catapulted me in the last five years with my dj business so honestly communication is going to be your main thing that you're always going to want to have open with your spouse. That's going to give you those hints of maybe he or she is thinking about something else and we aren't on the same page. We need to sit down 
map this out and say, okay, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I expect. This is what the outcome that I'm looking at. And either you all come to a mutual agreement on what that path would look like, how it would be, what your outcome will become, or in some cases, agree to disagree and move forward, you know, from whatever that, you know, situation may be. And you all more or less can stay aligned and have an idea of where you all are going. And, you know, like your uncle said, you know, 30 years with the same person, you're going to evolve constantly. And it's going to be different phases in your marriage and in your life that are going to change how you think, how you live, how you react to things, a multitude of different things. So, um, you know, like I said, just the communication, that's going to be your biggest factor to more or less stay aligned with your spouse. So that way you all know uh, what your objectives are, uh, what your goals are, what you want to do, where you want to go, and where you see uh, see yourselves as a, a couple or as individuals um, to be that power couple, per se. I would definitely agree. But basically everything I said, he said communication um, and not just talking. You know, a lot of people think communication is just telling the other person how you feel, but listening, really listening to your spouse and your spouse listening to you. It's a two-way street. Um, I know we're, we're talking about us as guys, and sometimes, you know, we have the tendency to be like, you know, oh, should we talk to us and we'll zone her out. Oh, yeah, baby, I got you. Yeah, whatever. No, I'll close that. I'll get the garbage later. Yeah. Go back to playing my games, you know. <laughs> so, you know, talking and listening, you know, also um, – you know, your second question, it is important, you know, you both growing in the same direction because you can grow apart. You know, so many times you'll hear about couples been together 30, 40, 50 years, all of a sudden they divorce. And you'd be like, you know, after the kids leave, that's because right. they've been parents, but they never was friends before they was parents or they never was together. They was never a married couple before these parents. And all of a sudden now there's no kids. They don't have to be parents anymore. Now they got to be a couple now and they have no idea who this other person is on the other side of the bed. They're like, I don't even know this person. Right. I have no idea who it is. So definitely, definitely just having, and also like, like you said, just having a goal, you know, he's got his DJ thing and his wife's got his back, you know, all the way. She's pushing him. You know, when he don't feel like doing it, she's pushing him. You know, your wife has got her business. Uh, so, you know, it, it seems it's, it's reverse for you where it's like, you know what, I'm going to push her and make sure that when she get, to where she's, you know what I'm saying, she can, somebody's always got her back. And if y'all both have that same goal in mind, um, I, I personally think, you know, I ain't at 30 years yet, but I'm at, I'm at three. So I, I think, uh, I think it definitely, if you have that same goal in mind, uh, it makes things a million times easier, a million times easier. Word. Um, you know, I think that, I heard just some someone talk about this before with relationships is that, you know, a man has to have a vision and the man and the woman's vision have to align. If they do not align, you're wasting your time. Not to rhyme, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. New York. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, like, you know, you have a vision, like, you know, BG's thing is like, you know, this DJ business and everything like that. If, you know, she, if that didn't align, like if she didn't, if her values didn't align with that vision, 
then it's going to be it's going to be trouble in paradise. But she was able to align her values with that vision, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. That's why they were able to you know be twelve years strong. You know before, you know, because before the marriage is like like you know you're you're setting the foundation, and then once you get to the marriage, that's really when it be all begins. You know what I'm saying? This is. We're at level, we're at level one. We're, you know, in the beginning stages of the rest of our lives at this point. You know, everyone thinks, you know, marriage is the end goal. Like, nah, you just getting started, player. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, making sure that our visions align, our values align, and, you know, just having check-ins. Like, being very, not getting so caught up in the day-to-day of, you know, work, school, kids, to like, not realize that this person is changing you know, making time for them. Because what happens is like, again, work, like all these distractions, you know, uh, I want to do another show about how work is a scam, but I'm going I'm to say that for later. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little hustle thing, like work. work oh, yeah, oh, it is. You know, right before you die, you can, you know, retire or something like, nah. But anyway, anyway, you know, um, with all of that going on, all these distractions and stuff like that, it's like, nah, I gotta make time to, you know, to the person I made this commitment to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta make sure that, you know, I'm on point, I make, gotta make sure that, like, cause what I do represents her and what she does represents me. You know what I'm saying? I gotta keep that in mind. I gotta keep that in mind with, you know, you know, my female friends, you know, they all know the deal. They understand that certain boundaries can't be crossed. We can't joke like that no more. Or I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no eleven o'clock, ten o'clock. Now nah, you can't call me at ten. You can't call me at ten o'clock. <laughs> My joint is going. Do not disturb after nine at ten o'clock. Nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like just not putting yourself in those kind of um situations. And honestly, like I know a lot of times people say that, like, well, the the narrative is that you know staying faithful and all this other stuff is like such a hard thing to do. It's really not if you actually dig the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just, you know, talking as a newbie. I, I, I don't know. I won't, I won't say, I won't say that it's, it, it's not hard to stay faithful or anything like that. I think what happens is the longer you're in a relationship with the same person, uh, you know, when you're single, you're used to new, you're used to new and shiny, new and shiny. And what happens is when you're married, it can become monotonous. You know what I'm saying? It's the same person every day. Like mm-hmm. when you, if you, if you logically, you know, say it out loud, it's like, yo, it's the marriage is the craziest thing anyone can ever do. You literally taking two people that were not raised the same, different values, most likely, you know, different everything. And you expect us to live together under the same house for the rest of our lives until we die. You can't even live with your siblings under the same house for, for like two or three years. So you expect me, and we were raised the same, we got blood. So right. how you expect me to do it with somebody that I ain't even blood related to? So putting it like that, when you hear that, it, it's like, wow, marriage is insane. But, the, and, and it's the reason why it's also the most beautiful thing because, because exactly of that, you know, you care about this person Technically, you don't have to care about it all so much that you're willing to. Uh, my wife says this to her, the group of women that she uh, that she um, mentors. 
that every day you have to kill a piece of yourself, right? That sounds bad, right? But it, when you look at it, it's you kill a piece of that old self of you, that single self. You kill a piece of that self every day and you replace it with the other person. And then, and of course, vice versa. You know, um, you got to kill a piece of yourself every day because if you don't, you will end up reverting back to your single self, you know, like, and it ain't, and most people that do cheat or step out, it's not because they was bored at home or, or something like that. It was because they lost, they lost faith in their, their marriage. They lost faith in it. And it was like, you know what? And it don't matter no more. I don't, I don't care about this no more. Or this ain't that important to me anymore. As long as you keep it important to you, like you said, it's not going to, I mean, you might get tempted. Of course you can get tempted. Like that's, that's what Instagram is for. <laughs> they tempt you. You know what I'm saying? It's going to tempt you. It's going to happen. You know, I, I can't imagine if I was like some big name person or something like that, just DMs all day or something like that. But, you know, if you go to work, it, Wait, BJ, DJ? Oh, I know. I got a, I got a couple cousins that DJ. I know the women that be coming up to the DJ booth. And you be like, really? Like, I am married. You know that, right? Like, it don't, I'll put it like this. The ring on your finger, don't stop them. I will tell you that right now. If anything, it makes it worse. It's a magnet. <laughs> it's a magnet. So I will, I will say that. You'll be like, really? Right. <laughs> really? Like, I have to point to this for you? Yeah, like, no, it, it, it can, there are some women that will respect it, but we all know the women out there don't care. They don't care. So um, it's it's up to us as men to just, if you keep, like I say, as long as you keep it, as they say, exciting in your, your marriage, you know what I'm saying, and it's your best friend, you're not going to want to hurt your best friend. You know? Right. If you see it like that, you don't want to hurt your best friend. That, that's the whole, you know, uh, you know, that's your family. You know what I'm saying? Your brother, your sister. You got to think of it almost like that where I don't want to hurt this person. Why would I, for just a couple minutes? you know of, of of something that i'm gonna get when i get home anyway like I, <laughs> like what are you talking about like i don't understand i love that man when I, it's you i come in the house kicking the door on the bed thank you you know what like you can you can do that now like you can do that <laughs> you can do that like yeah right you can do that you can say hey, babe yo i've had a long day i got you okay word <laughs> you know like that i think that's what people people get caught up in like the social media stuff of it's like no like it's not it's not that difficult to be faithful as long as you are treating that marriage the way you're supposed to be treating it or if you got if you got into the marriage for the wrong reason of course it's hard to stay faithful you weren't supposed to be married in the first place you weren't supposed to be married in the first place i i i, I truly believe that guys that step out or even women that step out on their wives and husbands you weren't supposed to be married in the first place you didn't want to be in that marriage. You like the idea of it. You like the idea of someone being home, but that's not what you wanted. That's not what you wanted at all. All right, so we're gonna leave it, uh, going to sign out. Just uh, last final words for all the single people out there. You know, words of advice for the single brothers out there, you know, thinking about going steady with their with they baby mother, like six kids. <laughs> years and he still ain't put a ring on it. What can you tell them? Stop shacking. Yeah, stop. stop shacking. <laughs> but all seriousness, though, um, learn your mate. That's the biggest thing you need to do. Communication, learn your mate, become best friends first. I see too many people 
rush into relationships thinking that they know the other person and you know it's a year into the marriage and they're filing divorce papers already because they rushed into the marriage thinking it was going to be a candy land wasn't going to be any work to it and they didn't realize that people are going to evolve things are going to change once you get married things change honestly i mean every day it's going to be a different battle uh you know from temptations from other people uh friends that are trying to look inside of your marriage to pick it apart and find things that they can see wrong or see right and want to dub you as, you know, a horrible person or a great person, whatever it is, you have to put all of that to a side and keep your head strong and in the right place. So that way you and your spouse can have the best relationship and marriage that you have. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, the biggest thing is definitely don't let anybody that's outside of your relationship in parents, friends, family, whatever your relationship is your relationship. What happens in your home, your house, whatever your situation is, it stays there. Nobody else should be putting in their two cents into your relationship to tell you how it should be done, uh, what it should look like, uh, when it should be done, anything like that. I won't say, you know, take, 30 years to figure out that you're going to marry this lady or this man or whatever, but don't rush at the same time. I mean, you know, I knew after like two years, three years that I wanted to marry my wife, but it wasn't the right time for neither one of us to do it right then. So, you know, we had that conversation like, Hey, I want to marry you. I want to be married to you, but you know, this is the right time. Have that open dialogue. Um, you know, take those steps to, know that you're going to get to that ultimate goal and settle down and be with that one person you know like a lot of guys out here try to do they try to live up to this macho life of having five and six girlfriends or eight or ten women the dms are always flooded you know with different women or whatever so you know a lot of guys try to say that's cool but i mean it's it is what it is yeah it's not gonna work it's, it's too much hassle it's you're chasing your own tail all day long trying to keep up with what you told to the first girl, if you, you know, didn't tell that to the second girl, it just, it's too much. You know, if you got that one lady that's special or one guy that's special, take your time, learn them, you know, figure out, you know, if, if that's the step you want to take and go ahead and, and settle down and do it, you know, it's only going to get better. You know, if, if you do it the right way, it's going to get better. It's not going to get worse. Uh, what, I, what I'm going to say is I'm going to, cause I was going to, it's funny BG said that cause I was going to say the same thing, yo. For, for you, Dwayne, when for your marriage, yo, it's you and your wife. Your problems y'all have, do not let family, people, all up in your business. Because at the end of the day, when y'all forgive each other, they don't know y'all forgave each other. You know, so make sure that's just that's just some advice. But for the single dudes out there that's thinking about marrying, if you are lazy, if you don't like working, you know what I'm saying? Don't get married. Marriage is work. Yeah. Like marriage is work like if you are lazy if you don't feel like uh you know what i'm saying i don't care don't get married because you're wasting your time and you're wasting her time like don't get the same thing for women if you lazy don't get married because you just you're just gonna be wasting time you cannot be lazy in a marriage it's work it's real work like you said this yeah level one you thought single life was hard <sighs> be, be married <laughs> it, like single life is is easy 
unless you make it hard. You know what I'm saying? It's only hard unless you make it hard. You got five, six women, you juggling, you keeping up. Nah, single life is easy compared to marriage. Like marriage is work. It's good work because at the end of the day, you, you know, the benefits of it is amazing. It's, it's worth it. But if you're not, if you don't like the work, if you don't like putting in work, as we say, don't get married. You know, single dude, he out there with baby mom here and there, and he don't like putting in work. Don't do it, bro. Cause you just you you will you will waste both your time. You need to just be a dad. You know, you know what I'm saying you can be you know you can be co-parents. You know what I'm saying that's fine. And when you find the right woman, you know what I'm saying you'll know because you're willing to put that work in for her. That that's what I will say to single men. Like the person you know you're married is the person you're willing to put work in for. If you're not willing to put work in for her, you don't get married. Don't don't even don't even attempt it. Because it's just a waste of time. So for all the brothers out there, I just want to say, you know, you can run the streets as long as you want to, but at some point you got to come home when the streetlights come on. So Okay. <laughs> Pastor Johnson over here. <laughs> that, that was a fair kind of personation, my bad. Um, <laughs> but like, seriously, like, you know, I've I've been out there. I know a lot of people have been out there, you know, in the streets and stuff like that as far as like belonging to the streets, being community, community peen and all that. And it's it's an unfulfilling life. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not stable, it's not you know what I'm saying? It's it's not. And plus like one woman is enough. Like one woman is annoying enough. You know what I'm saying? Don't need more than one. Don't need more than one. <laughs> and, you know, I've always been a big advocate of, you know, keeping your relationship, you know, to yourselves. Like I tell like some again, I have a lot of women friends. I'm like, look, like don't tell me about old boy doing X, Y, and Z and expect me to be, you know, all like key keying with y'all at the wedding. Like, just shut up. Like, don't tell me about it. Figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that's that's always been my thing. And um, you know, I've been told that several times, and I believe that. Like when I talk about my wife, it's always something about like how she's an angel, how she's so great, whatever, whatever. You'll, you'll never catch me talking bad about my wife. And then not just because she's in the next room, she can hear me. <laughs> right? She can hear you, that's why. <laughs> but now, like, so, you know, it's just, um, because I look at it, like, that's, me talking bad about her, is me talking bad about myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not, I'll never do that. I'll never, you know, what is it, slice, slice my nose or spike my face or something? One of the things I'm old niggas be saying, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're together and this is a team effort and I'm not going to, you know, do that and make us look bad as a unit. This isn't just like some chick I'm, you know, I'm messing with on the side. This is some fling. This is some whatever. Like this is, this is my wife. This is the co, the co-anchor to my legacy. Like, I honestly think like, you know, if you're trying to, um, you know, be in a marriage, like if you're not trying to be a power couple, then what's the point in my mind? Like, you're just trying to, you know, get together and, you know, do whatever. You just kind of like you know flow through life, I guess, my nigga. But honestly, like it should be you. You know, you should set your sight, your, your um, your sight on higher things. Doing something that you couldn't accomplish yourself and accomplish that with somebody, and it's just extra dope because they helped you do it. That's my thing. So all these, all this Instagram stuff, is for the birds, literally and figuratively. And um, yeah, just be the best version of you. And when you're in route to being your best self, she'll come along. And at that point, you'll be ready and do it like that. Chasing tail is goofy. Don't do it. It's expensive. 
It's dumb. I done had dates running to other dates on a date. It's goofy. Just don't don't be that guy. That, so hopefully you don't got to go through that. All right. That's it. Um, all right. So, uh, BG, if anyone wanted to find you, support you, do anything like that, where can they find you at? Uh, you can follow me at DJ Intern, D-J-N-T-U-R-N, pretty much every platform. All right. L.A.? Uh, I don't – I'm on Instagram, you know, L.A. underscore Flash underscore 23. Um, I do uh, – I do some uh, editing work here and there, nothing too serious, but uh, just living my life. Also, I do give out relationship advice and things like that as well. Uh, yes, part sir. of life group at my church and things like that. So if you got questions or concerns, you know, you can anonymously, you know, send messages and things like that. And, you know, be, be more than happy to uh, give you some sort of advice, some insight on things like that as well. Oh, you really are Steve Harvey, ass nigga. I was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suit and all. <laughs> yeah, suit and all, right? You see the suit. Yeah, you see the suit. You can find me where you found me at. Make sure you like and subscribe. Cancel me. It is what it is. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, my brothers, for pulling up. Appreciate y'all. No, pro- no problem. No problem.